Invitations can change your life. How you respond to an invitation can change the course of your life. Welcome to Heart Talk with me, Dr. Charles Lee. After 42 years as a medical doctor with 35 years of experience as a plastic surgeon, I have faced real-life issues in health with open-heart bypass surgery, a financial crisis and yet went on to earn a million ringgit within five years, struggled through relationship and spirituality issues on my journey to live my best life. So if you are searching for real-life solutions to real-life issues, then join me at the Heart Talk podcast for insightful interviews, heart-to-heart conversations and selected book reviews. And together, let's talk. What's your, your vision for it? I mean, uh, My vision is actually for it to be an, a platform, a communication platform and a bridge for Asia, not just Singapore alone. It's a very bold vision that I have, but they always say dream big, right? So that if you, yes. you don't achieve that, you, you won't fall too far from your dreams. Yes. And so at least for Asia, and that's when people can come in to actually have stories of survivors, stories of victims, and also um, informative education to build Green Ribbon to be a place of a community platform for people and a very different culture. So there's only two ways. It's not conventional. It's not the typical way of how people do non-profit organizations. But I'm here wanting to try it out because I believe in it, even though it's difficult. Just being me. I begin by saying thank you to Singaporean entrepreneur Aline Ng of EL Lifestyle Boutique for prodding me on to source out the voice behind Singapore's Project Green Ribbon. From the early beginnings of living in the darkness of the labyrinth of a soul in despair to now embarking on new beginnings of hope and light, this young lady with a song has become the darling of the unheard of many in the community who suffer in silence enveloped in their own untold stories of the lostness of their own soul that no one wants to stop and hear. In the words of Maya Angelou, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Ling An now has chosen to tell her story and make a difference in the lives of many in this community of people and at the same time heal the agony within her own soul through the art of healing that comes with sharing her life story of overcoming mental trauma. She has truly become the darling of the unheard for two reasons. With the prefix D-A-R, firstly, dad. Ling, dad, to be different and make a difference. And secondly, Ling took her darkest moments and created a platform with floodlights that the world could now see and change in its attitude towards the social stigma of mental health. Like the lady with the lamp who brought healing and compassion to many at a time of distress and war, this lady with a song brings joy and hope during a time of pandemic caused by an invisible enemy. And in my mind, she is Singapore's Florence Nightingale, 
with a song from her heart titled, You Are Not Alone. I'm Dr. Charles Lee and this is Heart Talk. Now let's talk with the co-founder of Project Green Ribbon, Ling N. Sien. So welcome to Heart Talk. On behalf of the Yina Club, I want to welcome you, uh, Ling, you know, and Sir. Uh, I have heard a remarkable uh, story about you and I know that more lives will be transformed. So the Yina Club with Heart Talk, uh, E-N-E-R, is empowering a network of entrepreneurs in the real world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this afternoon's conversation, the real world is a world without social stigma. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where I felt that uh, it would be wonderful. So thank you for giving me your time. And I've titled it this way, A Conversation with the Darling of the Unheard. Oh, wow, that's impressive. So, <laughs> so the word darling has got a hyphen to it. Okay. So it's D-A-R hyphen link. Okay. okay. And the reason why I put the hyphen in there is because the word D-A-R has got two connotations to it. Mm-hmm. And the first is uh, you dared to be different. Mm-hmm. You dared to make and take your life and make it change for others. You know, you, you dared to make a difference in your life. So that's the first E-A-R, okay? okay? You dared to be different. And the second one that I noted was that uh, you took your darkest moments mm-hmm. and brought light to it. Mm-hmm. And with that candle of light now, you not only lit yourself, but you brought light to many other people you know, in Singapore and across the world. So those are the two D-A-R, the darling of the unheard, uh, is the one who dared to be different and the one who took her darkest moments and brought light. You are you are the Singapore's Florence Nightingale, okay? Because no. you, are amazed, you will be amazed of how many people's lives have been lit up because mm-hmm. all of us go through dark moments. All of us have dark sides to our life. But mm-hmm. how many are brave enough to stand up in front and make a difference? And that mm-hmm. itself, when, when I look at your history, um, mm-hmm. it reminds me of the words of Maya Angelou. You know, she said this. She said that there is no greater burden than a story unfold. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are carrying their stories. They don't tell anyone. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to listen. And, that, mm-hmm. and, and many of them carry those burdens to their grave, you see. So, uh, so I mm-hmm. felt that this was a real honor to meet with you. And I want to sum up your life in two sentences, okay? And the first sentence I felt that when I listened to all your conversations is, I was tired of living. That was your first quote. And now mm-hmm. the recent one is that your WhatsApp to me is, it's been madness the weeks ahead. So <laughs> you, have, you have evolved from being tired to a situation <laughs> in your life now. It's madness. It's crazy busy. And it's all, yeah. because, it's all because you decided to make a difference, you know, in your life. You're busy coming up with a conference. I mean, this World Health, Mental Health Day is coming up, right? Yeah, so we have this event that's coming up this Sunday on the 10th of October. It's World Mental Health Day. And okay. so in, con- in conjunction with that, we're having a human library. So um, a presentation of stories by different people from diverse backgrounds. Right. And that actually brings back to the unheard because... Um, you, you got it right. Everyone has a story to tell, but why are we always so ashamed of it? 
Or why do we invalidate ourselves by saying, oh, this is not so important. Oh, that's not so important. Oh, my story is nothing like yours. Are we trying to compete with each other whose story is worst? Like there's no competition here. They are all different, right? I think the only thing that's similar is emotions. Emotions are similar. Sadness are sadness. There's no such thing as I feel more sad than you. You feel happier than me. You know, sad means sad. Happy means happy. But it's always the context of the situation that's different. Yeah, that's why we had this um, human library presentation of personal stories this Sunday. We felt that, you know, we should go along the lines of no shame and no stigma. And it's normal to have problems rather than saying it's okay not to be okay. So that sentence kind of makes me cringe a little bit nowadays. I used to say it but because it's been going around so much. It really makes me cringe when I hear it. It's like, I know it's okay not to be okay, but then what? But I'll rather say it's okay to have problems. Yeah. It's normal to have problems, yes. right? It's what, you, it's what you do with them. And, yeah, it's uh, about the power of choice, you know. And yeah. I believe in this so much, the power of choice, because we all have a choice. It's, the, the difference is we all have a choice, but we feel as though we don't have a choice. Mm. That's right. different, right? Right, right. And, uh, yeah. and the other thing is that uh, even though we have the power to make that choice, but we have no power over the consequences of what we choose. Yes. And we don't really have the power of our emotions coming, right? Emotions come as they go. You can't say, I'm not going to be angry now. I'm going to be angry later. I'm not going to feel sad about this. You you can't control your emotions, but you can control the action of that emotion. Why green? Green actually means, green ribbon stands for mental health in the world. How did it become a project? It's always been a project because green because it's a project about my life. Right. It started off with me, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I, I always say there's no such thing as, oh, you know, I'm so kind or someone is so kind. It always begins with me and us and I first. And it started off as a project because I was searching for myself in my life and I was looking for answers in my life, right? Yes. And through that, that journey of mine, you know, whether it's an article writing or trying to get into a blog, that was when I learned about live streaming. And when I was live streaming, then I decided to say, I think it's time to do something more and build an organization. But in the very start, did I think of building an organization? No, I was just searching. I was just looking for answers. I was just thinking, how am I going to get out of where I am? And, you know, one thing resulted into another thing. It's not all planned all the time. You know, you can't plan life in a way where it's perfect. It goes according to what you want. There are things that will happen, things that you don't even think about, good things and bad things. And I think this was, this came along in my journey as one of the good things. Yes. yes. But of course, I must say that it's always been at the back of my mind to do something meaningful. So I was even thinking about how do people go overseas? How do they, you know, do humanitarian work overseas? Like, how do I get there? You know, mm-hmm. um, do, I have, I, do I need to have a lot of money? Do I need to have like something? And I realized that no, we can actually do everything anywhere, you know, as long as we have that right intention. And that's how Project Green Ribbon came about. And so we needed to add on a word in front, which was the word project. Yeah. yeah when, you, when you start something, mm. you always go top down because of finance, you know? Um, and but I, I hear and I read that it's a ground up mm. type of uh, project mm-hmm. where you work from the ground and that's more effort because you got to get to people. How did you work that out? Mm-hmm. How did you realize that you know this is going to be a ground up build? You know, 
there are many people in the world, I mean, in Singapore at least, who says the word ground up, right? They, but they don't really do it ground up because it's still from top down. I think yeah. for me, we started, I started from myself alone. And so what I did was I went to Google, I went to YouTube, I went searching, I went reading. One thing I must say is I'm blessed because I'm very resourceful. That's one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. And I did the art of never give up and don't be afraid to ask. Regardless of who you are, I would just ask, even if I think you're a celebrity with a few million followers, I'll still drop you a text and I'll make sure that I drop you a DM and an email at the same time. So, you know, regardless of who you are, whether you're a celebrity, a government agency or a personal, uh, just an individual, I would do the same. And so it started off with 100 emails into various organizations, not even thinking I would get a reply because I had no knowledge of it. So I didn't have like, I didn't even know how to reply an email. Like, what do I say? How do I greet someone? You know, what what are the ethics? It's like, there and there, like, hi, okay, straight to the point, don't waste my time, right? Yeah, and that's just who I am. So over time, I didn't think that that email that I wrote would actually be read. And surprisingly, people started replying and people came back to us and said, you know, what is this about? And you know what's the funny part about it? Uh At the end of that, I wrote, I have an amazing pitch for you that I believe we can collaborate on when I had nothing ready. Uh I had a draft idea, but I didn't have anything really ready to show like a pitch deck or like slides, you know, something more tangible. I didn't have that. But the the point is that it started with you. And that's Mm -hmm. that's the bottom line for anything that survives. Um, You are the founder. You you started it. And I I heard that you you started it with your husband, um, Iskandar. So so well done for that. When you work from ground up, um, I think the question of self-worth is key. Where people find themselves that they're, they're worthy of more than just that, you know, taking responsibility of their life. When did that happen to you? When did that moment start where you, you felt that I'm worthy than more than this? I'm worth more than this, you know? It's got to be so personal, isn't it? It has, it has always been there. It has always been there. Even when I was on the streets, it has always been there. I know that I was more than this. But why am I in this situation? Mm -hmm. I came from like, you know, um, a a certain level of um, status, I would say, right? In society, that's what they call it. But why am I here? I sort of like shortchanged myself Mm -hmm. and said to myself like, oh, okay, this is just what I deserve. You know, whether it's in friendships, whether it's in a certain status. And I only, the, the difference is I only started to say this is not who I am and this is not what I'm worth very recently where I said I had enough. Like, you know, I can achieve more. I know I have it in me. But why is it not just coming out? Why, why is it like so hidden? Why is it, you know, so trapped? And I realized that it's got to do with the trauma. The trauma has sort of like, it's the surface of everything and it's pushed everything back down. So I no longer see the value in myself, even though it's in there. But were there good people that when you look back, you, if you, I mean, they've been there, but you don't realize that they're there. You know what I mean? And then when you look back. I would say that there were good people who helped build my foundation in the very, very early years, Mm -hmm. you know, and people who came and go. But I wouldn't say that there has been anyone who has really been by my side throughout all the time. I must say that perhaps if you looked at like literally someone who's been there, you know, someone who's like a mom or a dad or, you know, someone closer to you, like a family member, it would actually be my husband because he's been there for the longest and the closest to me, you know. So there has been people, I must say, but it's not that they have been there all the time. Most of the time, what 
has always kept me going is faith. Mm-hmm. It's faith. So I pray. And that's one thing that has never changed. Faith in God. Yeah, I wouldn't go into what religion I am, but I would say faith in God. Yes. Okay. That's, that's important because there's always a spiritual strength behind everything that we do. Always. Yes. So always. there is that where I always go back. And a lot of the things that has happened in my life, the acquaintances that I've met, the coincidences that I've met are not explainable. So every single time when I'm about to just give up, something good will come up. Yeah. And then it just leads you on and like, you know, there's a bit of hope again and you just go on. And the next time that the same thing happens, a little bit of hope comes in again. Yeah. yeah. You'd be amazed, isn't it, how it knocks through. Uh, as you build this, this whole project and go on, how do you face rejection? You know, there are people that sometimes you really, really want them to come alongside. And for some reason or other, they'll say no. I mean, how do you cope with yeah. all that? I think, first of all, by nature, I'm also very carefree. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm very easygoing. So there's good and bad, right? I'm very carefree about literally everything in a sense. Um, even though I have a very uptight personality, so I'm always uptight and anxious about stuff. But when you talk about rejection, to me, it's very simple. If you don't want to work with me, for example, right? You write to someone and you just don't want to work with you. Okay, we just move on next. Thank you. Right. That, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. But for things that I really, really want very badly and I might probably feel a little bit disappointed. Oh, I didn't get it. And the next minute, it will just be like, something good will come better. And I really believe in it because I don't just say it, I believe in it. And something always happens after that. Sometimes once that good thing happens and I look back at my life, I'll be like, see, that's the reason why it didn't happen. You know, your mantra is that the power of healing yourself is in the art of helping others. So tell me about yes. the art of how you heal yourself by helping others. I mean, where's the art there that you, I mean, the ordinary lay person who is struggling and, you know, they can come up and you want to teach them, put some tools in their hand to, to respond, right? To whatever you see, sometimes in life, human beings like to make things very complicated. It makes us feel that when things are more complicated, we're more intellectual. Uh-huh. And we forgot, we forget everything basic. We can't even sit down and just have a meal and be there and taste the food and know like what's possibly inside. We can't do that, right? It's so difficult, you know, and there's no classes for that. If you talk about what's the art of helping yourself through the act of helping others, when you find meaning, when you find purpose in your life, you feel better, you're recognized, you're valued, you're heard, you're seen. Naturally, it takes you off and it starts your own healing journey because it creates self-awareness. Every single time when we are helping someone emotionally, for example, when we are there to listen to someone say something, we are actually reminding of ourselves the same things that we're sharing with the other person, right? And that's why they say what you feed your mind are so important. There's only two things you can feed your mind, positivity or negativity. Right. Unfortunately, negativity comes very easily. To be positive, it takes a lot of effort and it takes practice. Okay. That's, it's, it's just as simple as that. You know, go, go back, take a few steps back, pause for a minute and ask yourself, what is my purpose in this life? What do I actually want to do? Don't, don't care, don't bother about what people say. Oh, it's, it's not about you. It's always you first. Always. What do I want to do? I want to eat. I want to be a millionaire. And that's okay. Why feel bad about it? I don't really believe in the word of selflessness in a way. When I say, oh, I'm so selfless. I, you know, I, I donate so much money to you or I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you. I'm giving you that opportunity. Or let's just say between you and I, when you wrote to me, right? And I agreed to it. 
is there really nothing that I gain from this? True. I gain something from it. Every single time as I talk, I'm reinforcing all these things in my own mind. And I feel good about it because someone wants to hear me say something. Our lives yeah. are too loud today. We can't hear our own lives, isn't it? Um, yes, it's too loud. There are too much noises. You know, human beings forget in times of war, your diamond ring ring means nothing, you know. No one's going to be fighting for it. But you can never survive without food and water and air. Yeah. But these things are no longer important to us. They're no longer priority to us. Everything else is priority except for water, food, and air. I want to move on to uh, a word that I uh, respect a lot now at my stage of my life. Um, and it's the word resilience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's a very, very strong and positive word uh, mm-hmm. because it implies recovery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's also not just ordinary recovery, it's quick recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and this is something that I want to, I want to, I want to your take on the word resilience. How did that uh, come into your life? You know, because it, to, to have a robust life link, you've got to be resilient. And, uh, and it's not on the outside, it's your inner man, it's your inner being that develops yeah. robustness, you know, uh, to face the storm so, of life. So tell me about that in you, I mean. Resilience is built through every single experience that you have that has occurred in your life. From that, every single decision, that choice that you have made, you know, that's when resilience is building. As young as, I mean, ever since the day you're born, resilience starts from there. So, you know, that's why people say, the more that you've gone through, the more experiences that you've gone through. And that's why we fail. Through failing, do we learn? Because that is the easiest and fastest way to increase your resilience. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, it's like if you play a game now and you say, oh, it's so easy. The game is so easy. You still build resilience. It's not that you don't have any. But the harder you fall, the faster you will actually learn about resilience without you realizing. It's so, you know, people always say, they go for courses. They say, how do I learn how to build my resilience? 10 steps, nine steps. It's rubbish. Yeah. It's rubbish. Okay. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Absolutely. It's it's the pages in your story, you know. Yeah, there is no such thing. There's no there's no brief idea or steps you can take to learn or to build your resilience up to say that oh I have um um, I have mental resilience now. What resilience actually does to you is just prepare a little bit more of a safety net. So for example, we grieve, right? Um, the death of someone is is it it will happen in everyone's life at some point in time, right? Mm -hmm. And how do we deal with that? That's grieving. Losing a job is grieving as well. With anything that we lose, we, we will lose things. Any human being will lose something. Sure. But there's it a pen, $2 that dropped out of your wallet, right? And we feel that pain. How do we deal with that? Are we ready for it? The yeah. question will be whether it's um, how deep the pain is and how, you know, how um, much it has affected you. And that's when resilience comes in to actually cushion you. Because if you don't have any resilience or at all, right, or very minimal, and something hits you too hard, then that's it, you're going to snap. And that's just normal, because we're human beings, we're not robots. When did you realize, you know, I got to take responsibility of my own life? You see, it has never really been a thought for me in that sense of saying I have to take responsibility of my own life. I mean, even as a child, I knew that I had to pick myself up and do something with my life because it's just me or I'm just going to die and I'm not going to sit there. No human being is just going to like drown in the water and say, oh, okay, let's sink. It's not going to happen, right? We will. It's just natural instinct to fight through life. If you ask me this question, I must say that I'm still learning. Yeah. 
even till today, very recently when I had a therapy session, I was explaining and I was saying a certain things and I was like, oh no, it's not my fault. Oh no, but it's this. Oh no, it's not that. But, 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 but. All our buts are excuses for ourselves. Absolutely. All yeah. our buts. Even though we're trying to explain that situation. Unfortunately, human beings, we don't use the word but just to explain a situation. It's a reason for us to explain that situation to convince the person in front of us that, hey, it's not my fault, you know, because but I think, you know, today when we look at everything, I must say that all human beings are constantly learning. We are always constantly learning to take responsibility of our lives. Unfortunately, not many people do. But at the end of the day, it is our choice. Whether you like it, you don't like it, you will still live that life. And what comes out of it is your choice. And how you write your story is within that power of your hands. Uh, how will you measure your life? You know, at the end of yeah. the journey, um, it's not by a yardstick or a ruler. It's, it's all the lives that you have changed. And, uh, and I think that's the greatest milestone in your, in your journey. It's the number of people's lives that have been impacted by your very own. Um, yeah, and, uh, I believe in that very much because every single time I ask myself and I say, it's funny because I'm starting to get a bit scared as I grow older. Mm-hmm. It's very, very recently, you know, I had a very big um, meltdown recently. Mm-hmm. I used to say, no, I'm 20 something. Oh, I'm 20 something. 30 so old, 30 so old because I was always the youngest in the group wherever I went. And I've been, it, I've been so young, like forever, you know, it feels so long. <laughs> Probably because I had to raise myself up, right? I've been living on the street. So everything's sort of like, oh my goodness, like, was I ever a child? Like, when was the last time I could really be a child, right? It just doesn't, I don't have any memories of that. And so before my 30th birthday, I was actually very, I was going through a very depressive state. And then on that day itself, I was throwing tantrums, okay, without me realizing. So I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I was just sad. I was just, I didn't feel anything. I just went into that mode. Mm-hmm. And my husband asked me this, is it because of your birthday? And my best friend asked me the same thing. And I said, the first answer was no, no, it's not. Why will it be? Mm-hmm. I can, it cannot be. And I thought I got over it. And then suddenly it dawned upon me. And I said, I think it's got to do with my birthday because it, it started triggering thoughts. Like what have I achieved today? Look at where my peers are today. Why do I have nothing today? Even though, yes, I may be the co-founder of blah, blah, blah. And, you know, people write their comments and people say how inspiring you were. What do I actually have today? Right? What have I achieved? I have nothing. And so I, it hit me very hard and I started realizing and I said, when I die, as I grow older, I'm getting scared. I say, oh no, I'm left with 10 more years. And by the time I'm 40, what do I want to achieve? And I said, what will I actually regret from this? When I look back at my life, even now, Mm-hmm. What have I regretted? And then I look into the future. What do I think I will regret? I think I would have regret not giving my best. I think if I don't do, if I don't take up responsibilities for my life, now it's not about whether I win or how much money I make, but if I don't do my best to live my dream and to impact the people around me, I'm going to be very scared. And I think I'll regret a lot. And also because I have faith at the end of the day, when I look back, oh my goodness, the amount of people that I've hurt or I've harmed, I don't want to be in that state. Like, I don't think anybody will want to be in, a, in the right frame of mind. And so I said to myself, very conscious effort and decision where I want to do my best. Nobody says, I'm going to pick the worst situation, the worst way. I will choose all my choices the worst. Regardless of what we do, we always take the best. But that best may not 
be right or ideal. But in general, where do I want to be? I want to be able to impact the world and make changes and not just make changes by, you know, changes, but what kind of changes? How are we going to impact the world? And the world or even, we don't say the world, even my surroundings, let's just say Singapore. How am I going to impact Asia? You know, it's through creating a presence. Then how do we create a presence to get the impact into people's lives. And so that's why, you know, even as I do my talks, I try to do every single talk that I can, regardless whether it's paid or it's not paid. Most of the time it's not paid. And then, you know, going into it and putting up our emails even on the website to say, hey, we're in Asia, you know, it's not going to be that far. And if you want to write to me, you can write to me. But of course, I take quite a while to reply now, like, right? Like now I take a while. Um, it used to be much faster and I had more time for everybody. But it's been really, really challenging, especially with... That's why I said to you, it's madness. It's really insane. <laughs> this is the thing that I wanted to ask you at the end of it all. When you think of yeah. resilience and you think of self-compassion and you think of all the other bits and pieces, the most important is the word joy. Um, have you found your joy now in what you're doing? The word joy is something that we all search for. And sometimes we do the things that we think we're doing to fill up that void of joy. Um, but it's not. And, yeah, and it's not. The challenges that I have right now are very uh, materialistic. We talk about sustainability. We talk about how do we move this further. Do, we have, do I have the, you know, do I have the answers? I pretty much have the answers. What I have, and I've noticed around my peers as well, is the things that I have, none of the people around me have. I, it's just different. But the things that everyone around me has, status, financial stability, you know, um, a house or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't have any of that. But I have found joy. Great. I found meaning. I found purpose in my life. And I found purpose in the people. I can't imagine doing anything else. Every single time I ask myself, there's only two, two ways for me. It's either I go or I don't go. It's a, it's a very drastic, it may seem very drastic, but it's worked out for me because I've dedicated my life and my family and I've risked and I play, it's like gambling. I, I dumped all in into this project because if not for this purpose and meaning, I'm not going to be anywhere near where I am today. Yeah, so if you ask me, have you found joy? I think I found joy. I found purpose and meaning and joy comes with your purpose and meaning. It's not about the amount of money and that's why we had a conversation recently talking about what is happiness? How do you define what happiness is all about, right? Right, true. I mean, it's, it's totally yeah. different. You know, like I had this conversation in one of my podcasts, um, the difference between a purposeful driven life a life full of purpose yes. and a fulfilled life. You know, yes. um, they're, they're two different, different. Entities, you see? And so a lot of people get confused because you can have a glass that's half full and, but it's still got some, some water in it. Uh, it's how you look at your own life. And, uh, and I think if you have that purpose riding it, someday it's going to be full. Uh, yes and, uh, so it starts with the purpose and then from the purpose you fulfill it so it's like always like energy you know it, it, it will run dry so it's something that you cannot see it's just within you it's like in your soul and if you right. don't take it and feed yourself with it it's going to run dry your purpose is going to run dry so yeah. how do I fulfill myself honestly I always say it's by helping others who are weaker than me <laughs> not because I you know it, it's a good thing but you know sometimes you need to say to yourself look for someone weaker than you, smaller than you. Because mm. if you keep looking at people who are like far away from you, you're not going to go anywhere. It's not to look down on people, but to say, to appreciate where you're at more. And during conversations like this, we exchange notes and these are positive thoughts. And you go back and you reflect about it and you feel good. All these things feeds your soul yeah. and it fuels your purpose. And when it fuels your purpose, you feel fulfilled. 
you're one step nearer to feeling fulfilled all the time. You see, I think the struggle for many people is talking about sustainability in life now mm-hmm. and passion. And that's where they talk about, oh, I want to do something that I like, but at the same time, it doesn't pay me well. Right. Or, oh, my passion doesn't bring me money. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors. It's not just about how do we do this. It's a lot of recipe. You know, it's like, I mean, a lot of ingredients into that recipe and then you have to tweak it and make it yours, right? And I, I, hear, I clearly can understand and hear where you're coming from. Living the life of what people want. Like, you know, being a doctor is a very common thing. Parents always say that to their kids. Do this because then you'll have money. You know, when you have money, you can, you know, it's you can true. have this. And you can... It's not true. Right. Absolutely. And uh, so that's why I want to really congratulate you because you're living your life, which is, which is important. Um, and you will find that as you bear fruit, uh, that fruit will have to last. You know, for you to look back and say that that's a life well lived. Give me three top regrets that when you look back and you wish that you had made the you know another way or another decision. It's not exactly a difficult question. I think generally I don't have regrets. It's a contradicting question for myself because generally I don't have regrets. But at certain points in my life or the emotions when I'm feeling, then the regrets start coming up. But in a whole, I think. I don't regret because all the lessons that I've, all the experiences that I've gone through have brought me to where I am today. And so I like to jokingly say, it's time my past helped me to achieve something more because I've paid a heavy price for it as a child. Basically, I just got, I just got a bad card, right? I can't choose the cards that I had. It's just a bad card given to you. Nah, okay, take it. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And um, I feel that that has helped me get somewhere today faster easier to be heard without that i will have nothing to say right nothing valuable to share as well so yeah in general i i don't think i i don't have any regrets per se yeah Yeah. but it it will come every once in a while but in you know so and that's normal too so where do you see the green project going on i mean What's your, your vision for it? I mean, uh... My vision is actually for it to be an, a platform, a communication platform and a bridge for Asia, not just Singapore alone. It's a very bold vision that I have, but they always say dream big, right? So that if you, yes. you don't achieve that, you, you won't fall too far from your dreams. Yes. And so at least for Asia, and that's where people can come in to actually have stories of survivors, stories of victims, and also um, informative education to build Green Ribbon to be a place of a community platform for mm-hmm. people. And a very different culture. So there's only two ways. It's not conventional. It's not the typical way of how people do non-profit organizations. But I'm here wanting to try it out because I believe in it, yeah. even though it's difficult. Just being me. Dream big, Ling. Dream yeah. big. And remember my words when I started off. You are the darling of the unheard. So stay mm-hmm. that way. And, yeah. um, and, and you'll be amazed where the people that you are lifting up their lives will take you to a place where you would never know. And, uh, and we, we can't do it on our own, but we do it together. And I want to end with this. You'll never walk alone. Yeah. And that has been your central, we call it the iota, the central iotic chord in your life. And uh, so we hope that we'll meet sometime soon. Thank you very much Thank for doing so much. this hard talk uh, conversation with me today. Uh, wish you well. Wish you a very good event over the 10th and uh, we hope that uh, when we meet again there'll be more stories to tell thank you thank you for having me and it was great having this conversation and I, I definitely hope to be in touch
story to tell but why are we always so ashamed of it or why do we invalidate ourselves by saying oh this is not so important oh that's not so important oh my story is nothing like yours are we trying to compete with each other whose story is worst like there's no competition here they are all different right i think the only thing that's similar is emotions emotions are similar sadness are sadness there's no such thing as I feel more sad than you, you feel happier than me, you know, sad means sad, happy means happy. But it's always the context of the situation that's different. If you talk about what's the art of helping yourself through the act of helping others, when you find meaning, when you find purpose in your life, you feel better, you're recognized, you're valued, you're heard, you're seen. Naturally, it takes you off and it starts your own healing journey because it creates self-awareness. Every single time when we are helping someone emotionally, for example, when we are there to listen to someone say something, we are actually reminding of ourselves the same things that we're sharing with the other person, right? And that's why they say what you feed your minds are so important. There's only two things you can feed your mind: positivity or negativity. Right. Unfortunately. Negativity comes very easily. To be positive, it takes a lot of effort and it takes practice. That's it's, it's just as simple as that, you know. Go, go back, take a few steps back, pause for a minute, and ask yourself, what is my purpose in this life? What do I actually want to do? Don't, don't care, don't bother about what people say. Oh, it's, it's not about you. It's always you first. What will I actually regret from this? When I look back at my life, even now, what have I regretted? And then I look into the future. What do I think I will regret? I think I would have regret not giving my best. I think if I don't do, if I don't take up responsibilities for my life, now it's not about whether I win or how much money I make. But if I don't do my best to live my dream and to impact the people around me, I'm going to be very scared. And I think I'll regret a lot, and also because I have faith. At the end of the day, when I look back, oh my goodness, the amount of people that I've hurt or I've harmed, I don't want to be in that state. Like I don't think anybody will want to be in a in the right frame of mind. And so I said to myself, very conscious effort and decision when I want to do my best. Nobody says I'm gonna pick the worst situation, the worst way. I will choose all my choices the worst, regardless of what we do. We always take the best. That I have, none of the people around me have. I, it's just different. But the things that everyone around me has—status, financial stability, you know, a, a house, or you know, that kind of thing—I don't have any of that. But I have found joy. I found meaning. I found purpose in my life, and I found purpose in the people. I can't imagine doing anything else. Every single time I ask myself. There's only two two ways for me. It's either I go or I don't go. It's a, it's a very drastic. It may seem very drastic, but it's worked out for me because I've dedicated my life and my family, and I've risked and I played. It's like gambling. I I dumped all in, 
into this project because if not for this purpose and meaning, I'm not going to be anywhere near where I am today. Yeah, so if you ask me, have you found joy? I think I found joy. I found purpose and meaning and joy comes with your purpose and meaning. Ling and Sier is the co-founder of Project Green Ribbon, a non-profit, non-governmental organization with a vision to empower, educate every generation towards building mental resilience and eradicate mental health stigma. It is 100% run by volunteers, people from all walks of life who come from within the community. Its purpose-driven mission is to serve as a communication platform and a bridge for the unheard in building mental resilience and purposeful lives for a better, inclusive community and society. You can learn more and help support their initiatives at their website, projectgreenribbon.org. Heart Talk is about engaging real-life issues through insightful interviews, heart-to-heart conversations and book reviews that concern health, well-being and spiritual living. Join us and please subscribe and share our YouTube channel Heart Talk with Dr. Charles Lee. You can also get us on Spotify, again Heart Talk with Dr. Charles Lee or even Facebook at Heart Talk with Dr. Charles Lee. You can also visit us on our website, hearttalk.com.my and you can write to us at charlesheartalk at gmail.com Till next time, let's talk soon.